Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Big Apple Hockey. And it's just really an update for the breaking news that we have going on right now, although it's the slowest breaking news possibly in the history of breaking news. But, I mean, and the Rangers already had that a couple times this year when Patrick Kane came to the team. But I am your host, Mark Williams, who was blissfully writing an article that you should be reading soon enough uh, on uh, Kako and Lafreniere and stock up and stock down. But also that there, I, I wish I had some time later on. I had it slated to play some Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I have been enjoying that as much as Phil has. And I got to tell you, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, but you know what? This is big news. We have to talk about this. So we have to come on today. Now, for many of you that have been tuning into us, we've been talking about the possibility of Peter Laviolette being named head coach of the New York Rangers and Arthur Staple made it official that, uh, and so have the New York Rangers, by the way, they tweeted that, uh, they've tweeted that out just in the last few minutes. Let's go to that right here. You can see right there, there is Laviolette. And welcomed by the New York Rangers. Finally, we don't have to worry about the the BS that kept on surrounding it, naming different ones every time that there's ever a Rangers opening for a head coach. It's always talked about that Mark Messier is an option. Always love hearing that one. But Guys, we're, I'm going to get into my thoughts on this one. I'm going to give you the statistics on them, and then I'm going to open it up to all the comments that I can. Uh, participate in our uh, poll. How many times have I got, am I going to mispronounce Peter Laviolette's name? So far, pretty good. Uh, but let's get to his record, uh, because this is to tell you how long he's been coaching. I have ties. I have the list. So th- uh, 752 wins. 503 losses, 25 ties, and 150 overtime losses. A win percentage of 587. That's still pretty good. Laviolette's accomplishments. I mispronounced accomplishments for a moment. He won the Stanley Cup with the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. I almost said the Carolina Panthers on that one. I am betting 1,000 right now on everything not Laviolette's name. He won the Eastern Conference with the Philadelphia Flyers, and he won the Western Conference with the Nashville Predators. He is eighth most in wins in NHL history, most by an American-born head coach. You could argue he is the best American coach of all time, even over John Tortorella and Herb Brooks. So, and he was also, by the way, a former New York Rangers prospect. But is Lavalette the best higher for the New York Rangers? And uh, that's a bit of a tough question to answer because I think he's the best of this bunch. Uh, Seven years ago, when it was 2013 and uh, Tortorella was the guy they were replacing, I was all up, go get Peter Laviolette. And it, it, it didn't happen. They got Elaine Vigneault. And then uh, they fired him, I think, only two weeks in to uh, to the 2013-2014 season. Now, is this guy a good coach? Of course he is. You don't assemble a record like that, 752 wins, without him being a good coach. I understand why fans are a little bit 
uh, not wowed by this. And you got to think about one thing, and it's, it's, it, I've, I've joked around about this that it's, if it, if I was the New York Rangers, I would just, it, if I was a person, I just, and if I broke up with, with, and I was in a bad relationship, I just broke up with my coach. I'm gonna just, you know, go, go off on my own for a little bit. But the problem is they need a head coach, and out of the bunch, Laviolette is the best of the bunch. Uh, he's sort of a no-brainer. Uh, Mike Babcock would have been another choice. And as much as these names aren't wowing anybody in the comments, I got 20 of you so far, 22 of you watching right now. Thank you very much. Everybody make sure you're like sharing and subscribing and also feel free to participate in the, the poll question. How many times am I going to mispronounce Laviolette's name? But this wasn't exactly a great like pool to, to figure out who to be the coach from. And one thing I've also been contending is uh, the, the name Chris Knobloch was starting to become more of an intriguing one. Get a different voice in there. Get a, a different uh, perspective. Knobloch was good when he ran the bench when David Quinn was out with COVID. Uh, but on the other hand, this team is a very... You have to be going for a Stanley Cup. You can't do it with a rookie head coach. It just It's not going to happen. One of the things that shocked me last night, changing gears slightly for the NBA, just to put this in perspective, that the uh, the Denver Nuggets coach won a championship in his eighth year. When was the last time a coach had eight years with a team in almost in any sport other than Bill Belichick, who has been the same coach for the last 20 years? It doesn't happen very often. And coaches are hired to be fired. We always go with that, uh, that, uh, as the, the saying goes, I forgot which axiom, I guess you want to go with. Uh, too many words went through my mind at the same time. But the problem is that the Rangers, and it was obvious to all the Gerard Gallant defenders that are out there, why they get rid of Gerard Gallant. He has such a great record. But the problem is it's clear that team lacks structure. And going forward, this team is going to need structure, especially against a team like the New Jersey Devils, like Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, there are other teams in the division. I, I don't know exactly if they're coming up or coming down. You can argue the Islanders could get better. You could argue that the Penguins could get slightly better or worse, as well as the Washington Capitals. Um, this guy, This guy is a good hire. I have to keep going back and saying it over and over again. It's not like the Rangers hired Dan Bilesma. They hired Peter Laviolette, and he is he's got a he's taken three teams to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's one of three coaches to do that. Scotty Bowman, Mike Keenan, and Peter Laviolette. Now only and in the last decade. Bruce Cassidy, who's coaching, and I'm, by the way, I'm going to come back to the Stanley Cup Finals tonight because I do have to say this. Bruce Cassidy is coaching one of two teams in the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. And that's obviously the Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins back from 2019. And he's done that. Laviolette's done that from 2010 to 2017. And Elaine Vigneault did that in 2011 and 2014. And I understand what everybody's kind of saying. I'm going to get to your comments in a moment. 29 of them are right there. Uh, it's it's just that it's 
it's something that it's it's kind of a feeling like you just got the American version of Elaine Vigneault. Like they're going to be good for one or two seasons and then you're going to have to fire them, which is very possible. That's very possible. But right now you need a, a coach that knows how to win a Stanley Cup. And clearly he's done that. And a matter of fact, he beat Lindy Ruff in order to do that. Something that Gerard Gallant could not. And this is a coach that has been successful in every stop he's ever had. Uh, let's go to his record right now. Um, that if you look at it, he's gotten, speaking about Bruce Cassidy, there he is right there. Uh, you look at right here with the Islanders, two seasons with the Islanders, the worst he did was third place and slightly over 500 in his second season. He goes to Carolina, starts building the team. They have the year before the lockout. They're in third place. Then it was first place. Now, one caveat to this is I believe there was five teams per division at that time. So being in third was good, but not great sometimes. Then he wins the Stanley Cup. But then they become the first team since the 96 Devils to miss the Stanley Cup after the Stanley Cup playoffs after winning the Stanley Cup. So there's that. And he goes through this phase right over here where second or third place, usually the Capitals. And then Easter Conference champions his first year with the Philadelphia Flyers. So it's not like he can't succeed with a team in his first year. And we're going to get to the young players in a moment. But then 2011, not really much of a run. Uh, I think they won one series. Uh, the... And a matter of fact, if you remember the 2010 team, as I highlight that again, that was when Glenn Sather said the Flyers stole their run. <laughs> uh, Jody Shelley had the only goal in that shootout game, remember? And um, and by the way, P.A. Parento only had the only goal in, in the shootout. But then, again, we get through the same process, 100 points in consecutive seasons, and then a fall off to 49, and then three games gone in 2014. He goes to Nashville. 100 points. And then, uh, then a pretty decent run in 2015, 2015-2016. Uh, but then, boom, just snuck into the playoffs, 94 points, and then they won 14 games, the most that franchise has ever won in their playoff history. So then, obviously, a couple more adequate years with Nashville. I mean, 100 – well, actually, they won the pres- I thought they won the President's Trophy this year in 2018. So I have to double-check that. But – they didn't have any playoff success. They were beaten uh, pretty quickly, I think, in that in that series, in that run. Anyway, um, 2019, and then he kind of flames out, goes to the Capitals for, I'm surprised it was three seasons uh, because it was 20, 20, 2021 when he was first there. I thought it was only 2022. But again, the Capitals team, as far as their talent level goes, they they were definitely a diminishing product. And that's why, again, I give this guy not really a pass in Washington, but the fact that even in his in his days in Washington, let's look at that uh, that winning percentage in Washington. Washington was probably his worst stop, and it was a 584 winning percentage. Actually, his worst winning percentage was with the New York Islanders, and they were a pretty good team back then. If you remember correctly, they believed the first year he had the fifth seed and that was the epic series where it went seven games where the Islanders uh, uh, ended up losing 
both Michael Pecca and Kenny Johnson in that series. It was actually game five of that series at Toronto. And I can still remember that those boards rattling when Gary Roberts hit Kenny Johnson. All right. But I'm going to, I'm going to get to your comments right now, but first I, I, again, I think he's just the best of the bunch and it's not something that's going to win the press conference. I do want everybody to think about this. I'll have to tweet this out later to make this point. And let's go back to tonight in the Stanley Cup Finals. Who among us was even pumped up in any way to see Paul Maurice be named the Panthers head coach? Paul Maurice. I mean, I think I put up the meme uh, from Beauty and the Beast where uh, Gaston says, crazy old Maurice. Yes. And look at him now. (laughs) This guy is, granted, uh, obviously the golden Knights can win the series tonight. Then he's three wins away from the Stanley cup right now. And this is a guy who is a retread. Everybody looks at him the same way that they're looking at Laviolette right now. Almost got you right there. And uh, it's, it's um, you can still get a coach with plenty of experience that knows what they're doing and actually succeed with the team. We're going to see about that guys. Cause uh, there's a lot, that we're going to have to do. Obviously, by the way, uh, it's not officially the A block, but we are sponsored by SeatGeek. Make sure that you use the promo code Big Apple Hockey twenty dollars off your first order when you make an account. Because after all, I mean, you know, you could go see concerts, shows, anything. Uh, but you also can't argue with this. I mean, eighth most wins in NHL history, and I know what some people are saying. All right, what about the young prospects? What about all these guys that they want to develop Lafreniere, Kako, Heedle. Well, in his track record, he's developed. He's everywhere he's gone. He had a hand in, and I, I never even mentioned this, but he had a big hand in developing Eric Stahl. Like Eric Stahl, if you look at his numbers in 2006, you thought this guy was a budding superstar. And instead, he's just been like a star, very good. Uh, but and a lot of those Carolina guys back at that time, I, I talked about Sean Bates came out of nowhere. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, um, he had a, he had a real hand in Roman Yossi becoming a, a, a better player. Uh, the Flyers, yeah, Claude Giroux, yeah, Scotty Hartnell. Even though Scotty Hartnell had a couple years under uh, Trotz in um, uh, Nashville at the time. I got so many coaches that switch places all the time that I'm just I'm a little bit logged up up here but enough about my thoughts i i do think this guy is a good hire am i impressed by this no am i am i hoping that they won the press conference of course not i don't think that i mean he could come in next week i mean first off by the way you can you get anything is better than the gerard gallant introductory press conference granted it was during covid it was during a tough time for him but i mean it looked like there was a halo around him in that one at least now we get a real introductory press conference where uh, you get to hear some of his thoughts. But this guy is a hockey coach. That's all that matters. That's what the Rangers need. Get somebody that gets in there, goes, knows how to win games, knows how to win playoff series. Because if you want to really be critical about Gerard Gallant, the Rangers were a little bit lucky last year. Now, I still think the Rangers were the better team in all three, sorry, uh, the, their two series wins. And but again, you had that team that was up two nothing to the defending Tampa Bay Lightning, and what they they're even up two nothing in Game Three, and then 
after that, that series was all lightning. You're up two nothing in game three, midway through the game with a chance to close it out, and Gerard Gallant couldn't do it. That's the reason why Gerard Gallant's not here, everybody. They're up two nothing against the Devils, and they completely ran rough shot over them. And that is the reason why, again, Gerard Gallant is gone because after those two wins, it was basically all Devils. So I know a lot of people are going to come uh, comment right now. I'm going to get to it now. It's 63. I'm going to get to all those comments in a second. But it's it's just that's that's the reason why they're not here. They need a guy who could who could at least do something with younger players, who can put some trust in younger players. But also a guy that gets through to veterans, uh, some guys that end up having career seasons under him, and uh, and and at least can get his team to win in the playoffs. Because as much as I would like to see a guy like, say, for instance, Bruce Boudreaux, his teams do not win in the playoffs, and and there isn't a nicer guy in all of hockey. And we'll get to that and we'll get to that later. So let's get to your thoughts on LaViolette. Make sure everybody, if you haven't done it already, that you've hit that uh, subscribe button. Make sure you appease the YouTube gods because unfortunately that's the way all this works. Or you could just smash that like right there. All right, let's start getting your comments and getting all these. Will Gredia, hey, how's it going? And yes, it's official because uh, there was the sign that was on there. And yes, uh, Philk broke the, that news. Let's also uh, see and make sure that that's, yep, that's on mute right there. Uh, all right, Rich, I'm definitely getting your comment that's down at the bottom over there. But let's go with uh, Dan is very happy about that. Experience and discipline, the best option, Stanley Cup coach. Not my first choice, but Mike Sullivan is available. He would be my other choice. We, I joked around about it in the video. If you guys haven't seen it, why were they delaying this? Because, by the way, the more that they were delaying it, I, I was ready for LaViolette to go, all right, I could go coach the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, there were three, I would say the three most attractive head coaching availabilities this offseason would have been, and I would put them in this order, the New York Rangers, and then I would say the Calgary Flames, and then I would say the Toronto Maple Leafs, because the Toronto Maple Leafs have a lot of roster questions. But there we go on that. David is saying, I'm sure he'll be very meticulous for the next two and a half years until he is fired. Yes, and also think about another coach that is the same way, Pete DeBoer. Pete DeBoer just took his team to the conference finals. Don't you want to be watching your team as much as you can? That's why when I, he I hear things about, um, about oh, get Patrick Waugh, get, get somebody out of the box. If you get somebody out of the box, you might not get a Jared Bednar, who still took at least four years to figure it all out. At least four years. Uh, Core, <laughs> Phil broke the news on the lottery, and yes, thank you. And uh, matter of fact, uh, he's uh, I was sworn to secrecy, so I couldn't even mention it either. We actually make sure we protect our um, uh, our our sources. All right, and of course, hello, uh, B. Rye is saying, "Got clowns saying Gallant is better than Laviolette." Really, absolutely. <laughs> Let me know when Gallant takes three teams to the Stanley Cup Finals. And again, I wish Gerard Gallant all the success in the world. Please, by all means, go off, win a Stanley Cup after after the New York Rangers do. 
absolutely. Gerard Gallant's a good man. I will never argue against that. But I got to say this. I, I was firing him in game five of this series. They were up to nothing, 10-2. And you can't make basic adjustments where, on the other hand, Lindy Ruff just said, all right, we'll just change things up a little bit. And it's not just changing lines, everybody. It's not just changing lines. Their scheme, the devil schemed the Rangers out. As a matter of fact, in game three, yes. And by the way, if uh, Igor Sesterka doesn't take a penalty on Timo Meyer, that might have been a 3 nothing series lead. I'll tell you what, the way that series went, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Devils won, won the next four games because that's how bad the adjustments were. David is saying, it depends, let Sullivan go. And we... Uh, we do fire PL and get Sullivan. I would, I would quickly make Sullivan the assistant coach. That's what I would do. But it's it's clear that there's a whole new staff that's coming in, except for of course Ben Lawler. That guy's got a job for life. So, um, hey Mark, I'm happy about the hire. I am not over the moon about it, but it, he was the best choice out there. Matt, I gotta agree with you on that. He's the best choice. In and like, what are we gonna do? I mean, not now we. I mean, what are the New York Rangers gonna do? But as, as a fan, as a player, whatever you want to say, just what are you, what are you going to do when you look at what else is out there? There's the, is there really an exciting candidate? What, Kyle Dubas? Uh, sorry, not Kyle Dubas, the other idiot. Sheldon Keefe, does that make you happy? All right. And um, Cora saying, uh, not so much glad that, yeah. I would say I'm 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 happy with it that the coaching saga is over. I'm fine with this. Realistically, there were no better options. Yes, and uh, Cora, we just need to uh, move Lafayette to right wing, and we're off to the races. There's going to be a lot of uh, <laughs> oh god. All right, see, this is what happens when I'm catching up to it. <laughs> I want to change my answer to ten plus infinity. <laughs> So obviously this is definitely the best poll question right now. 10 plus infinity is, uh, is leading on how many times I'm going to mess up Laviolette's name. All right. So, and no, I wasn't practicing on the way in. I just want to, and I wasn't sipping any vodka or anything to help get to 10 plus infinity, but I just had to do just this one. I'm definitely going to mess it up a million and one times. Cause I think most of my life I was calling them, uh, I forgot how, to, how I mispronounced the name now. All right. Uh, even our kids uh, are far from rookies, which is why I think Laviolette. See, did it. All right. There's another one, guys. Laviolette's fine. Um, best available coach. <laughs> uh, Big Apple Hockey can reset the poll. <laughs> uh, no, just don't worry about it. Justin Laviolette. <laughs> you know, Jay, thank you very much. Um, Jay Lewis is saying Laviolette is great with young players. Claude Giroux, Wayne Simmons, uh, James Van Riemsdyke, Roman Yossi, Phil Forsberg. Uh, that's Eric Stahl, Justin Williams. And yes, yeah, Justin Williams when he was still fairly young uh, after his stint in Philadelphia under Hitchcock. Uh, then you had um, Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, all younger than 24 that had success under Laviolette. Yes, that's a great one. And Knobloch is the German word for garlic. We don't have any problems versus vampires. That's a good one. That's a good one, Dominic. All right, David, say my question is a lot around here. Uh, 
thinks that this will be Drury's last hire and doesn't have the job security. If that's the case, why not swing for the fence and not get a retread? Nope. Nope. With three years max. No. Uh, the reason why is because if they're successful, he can actually clear house and, and, uh, or, or fire the coach and get another one. If he's successful, you're not selling James Dolan on that. You weren't going to sell him on Knobloch. You weren't going to sell him on. If this was 2018, we're in a different situation because then you can get a guy like, say, for instance, John Hines uh, or a um, or, or Chris Knobloch and put him in there. Or even how about this one? This would be the situation that would work. Mark Messier. You can take Mark Messier and put him on a, a team that's capable of winning the Stanley Cup. And the Rangers are probably on a short list, maybe eight teams that could potentially win the Stanley Cup next year. And, and, and look, maybe 10, you could argue at the beginning of the year, but then again, how many people have the Florida Panthers in here? Realistically, especially how many had them in there in here in March. And again, who did they hire? They hired a retread. They hired a guy that knew what he was doing. And what did he do? He took out the best team ever. Although I still maintain that they weren't because after all, Linus Allmark had won as many playoff games as I did coming in. So, Sean is saying I'm fine with the coaching hire. Uh, David saying if you have to say it over and over again, maybe you're just trying to convince yourself. Yeah, also because after all, I have to do this because you know I, th that's just my analyst. And yeah, I think you also do have to convince yourself on this one because I don't think a lot of people are wowed. I think this is a lot like, um, th this is a lot like the Paul Maurice thing, uh, going to the Florida Panthers. And Pete, hey, what's up? Uh. And yes, Lavi, uh, there's number three. <laughs> Laviolette has a cup pedigree from the Canes fans. If we fire Laviolette, that means Drury is a goner. I think it's, again, it's a short-term thing. If he's fired after two years, gone. And there isn't that loyalty to Drury that there is to... Oh, boy. I think I have the title wrong. <laughs> okay, there we go. Now it's fixed. All right, our broadcast must be scheduled in the future. Okay, well, then. All right, I misspelled official. How about that one? Thanks a lot, Will. <laughs> B-Ryan saying, I'm not convinced this will be a short stay. I could see him lasting five to six years. And you know what? Here you go. Uh, let's see. He lasted one, two, three, four, five, six, six years with Nashville. And he made the playoffs uh, five times. He was one, two, three, four, four years with the Flyers, plus three games in his fifth season. And he made the playoffs. Three times. He was with Carolina five seasons. And he made this the playoffs once and he won the Stanley Cup. Wow, how about that? He made the playoffs both years with the Islanders. I mean, that's another one. And also with Washington. And by the way, think about this. He was probably a minute and a half away from putting the Panthers on their knees last year and, and beating them. So it's it's right there. 
Talent and skill, yeah, I still think we do lack structure. Okay, that's what Mike is saying. Uh, I think some of the with some roster adjustments, lobby, lobby. Uh, see, there, all right, there's another one. Do we have a, somebody on a counter right now? On how many times I messed it up, I just need to make sure I got this one. Laviolette as head coach. Uh, I'm going to start slowing down to say his name. I don't want to get to ten guys if if I'm there. Um, uh, it might be the nudge this team needs to take the next step to the next level. And you know what? They're now thinking about. You got to think more than just regular season success. Yes, to work a lot back to back 100 point seasons. But you know what? You went from a team that went to the third round last year, was a favorite to win in the first round, was a bit of an upset to win in the second round. But you also got to look at it and say, Igor Sesterkin is making $6 million right now. They, they need to capitalize on some of the talent they got in the cap space and then move on from there. Everybody, by the way, in case if you're new right now, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. We got 18 likes right now and 52 of you watching at the moment. The, uh, the other thing I would need to remind you about is our weekly show is tomorrow night. And there is a chance Phil might be able to join me uh, in this chat right now today. All right. Wilbur is saying hopefully he gives Kako and Lafreniere power play one time. Wilbur, 100% right. Then I'm... I like, again, Vinny Trochak came in and did a great job. Uh, even, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with great. He did a great job. you got to develop Kako and Lafreniere. And I'm not sure if Lafreniere's position is right in front of the net, where that's another reason why I'm not in love with a re-signing Kane or re-signing Tarasenko. They had plenty of talent to get this done. Wicked, how we doing? And also, yeah, uh... Everything's going good, you know. Hopefully, uh, see what see what more your aisles can do. Uh, we're going to be talking more about them tomorrow. Um, Mike is saying I would like Laffy on the right wing. Kreiner and Zabanishad, they look good together, and then we can reload the kid line. No, I don't. I I don't want the kid line together anymore. They're just helping each other out. They're not really and and look, it's good, but I don't think that's the future. I think you need to actually start splitting those guys up and. Again, that was something that Gallant would just constantly do. You just go right back to the kid line. Oh, well, they, they might be forced together because they're they're just together all the time. Eddie Shore, old time hockey, piss on old time hockey. One of the best moments of that. Who owned the Chiefs? Owns, owns, owns the Chiefs. Can't talk about a Ranger. Oh. Pete says, can't talk about a Rangers flyer shootout without Ole Okunin. And yes, yes, I'm still bitter about Ole Okunin. How many of you guys are bitter about Ole Okunin? Throw it down in the comments below because me personally, I still wonder how he didn't do anything besides go five hole. Everyone in the building knew he was going five hole and Boucher knew he was going five hole. Boucher even kind of flinched early. He had the entire top of the net. If he just goes mm, and then roofs it. And he was one of the best shootouts. I think he was the best shootout player of all time at that moment. If not him or his brother, but still. David's saying, Mike, we have a uh, right wing. One right wing, no cap space, okay, defense, and no captain who can, uh, no center who can actually win a faceoff. That's actually not true. Trocek can. The only reason why we had success the last two years was Igor Panarin, uh, but then Igor, uh, sorry, and then Panarin in 
uh, Pia, I guess PO means uh, that he's not good in the playoffs. So anyway, um, I got, I do have to agree with that somewhat. I think Zabanejad and Kreider are the last two years. Kreider had that renaissance 50 goal season. I don't think it's an outlier, especially that if, if he had what 36 or 38 this year, I forgot. Um, but this is, I mean, there's, there's talent on this team, but I think you got to shuffle that deck. But also, as Mike is bringing up right here, Brendan Ottman is going to be here and he can play the right wing. And I don't know if he's going to start with the pack. They wanted him to start this year, but he's got that slot contract. Yeah, to do that. David saying, I would like to see the kids as line two, Kreider and Tro and line three. And by the way, Kreider and Tro check together. I think that's a good line. I actually think that that is a good line that could work. Uh as good as you think you can ask uh, in terms of who's available. And Matador, you're right about that one. Right about that one. By the way, I think I I think I owe you something because I think I said 50 points out of Kako and uh, I only got uh, I only got 40 this year. So I said 50 points. 40 is still pretty good, but uh, right, we're cash strapped right now, so we don't want to cry a right wing. I'd rather move Laffy, who looked good, uh, before uh, Gawan tore it down. And again, here's a problem right now, and this is an article we're going on right now because I'm there's that I'm currently writing for the website, which is uh, prospects that players gave up on because a lot of people kind of want to give up on Kaka and Lafreniere. I don't know why. I mean, they're 40 point scorers, and you get two of them. For about and, and trust me, Lafreniere is not resigning for over three million dollars. You're going to get them both for about five million. That's less than Ryan Strom, and you're getting production out of two players. Sorry, guys, you got to keep these guys. They're cost controlled. It's what you have to do. And then, and then if you walk them into UFA status, then you tell them to go fuck off. If that's the case, so, um. I am the furthest bit relieved from uh, I'm the furthest bit from relieved about this. It's still it's going to be a question. I know it's a it's a blase hire, but still. Uh, the first season of Maurice's career where he met expectations, then they were high. Yeah. And then I do agree with you on that one, Pete, that the expectations just became sky high on him. And then that's about it. Florida is basically this year's Montreal Canadiens. Sorry, I actually don't believe that. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens that year, I do believe, uh, in 2020, was they were the one of the most fortunate teams until the third round. The third round, then beat the Boers. Vegas Golden Knights decided to, well, beat the Boer everything. Because if you remember that first game, the one where Carey Price winked, they lost that game. They were down one nothing in the series. And I think they won the series in five if I recall correctly, uh, it, it was it was a bit of a joke. So uh, this this year's Panthers team, I think they caught lightning in a bottle. I think Bobrovsky like figured out who he used to be for one thing, and Matt Kachuk is just on another level right now. Is he going to play tonight? He's a game time decision. Uh, I don't know if there's been any word because I've been too busy on uh, Laviolette. So. Uh, do we have, by the way, does anybody have a counter on the amount of times I've mispronounced Laviolette? I'll get to that in a second. I'll take a look at what you got right here. All right. And as Will's saying, yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I made a pretty good case on it. The the 20, 
the 2020 Canadians, they were down 3-1 to the uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs who lost John Tavares. They didn't match up well, and also they made mistake after mistake after mistake, and once momentum went against them, they were done. That, that's, And then in the second round, the Canadians were playing the Jets. They win game one. Uh, Shifley levels Evans and gets suspended the rest of the series. So now the Jets lose their best player. But I got to give Montreal all the credit in the third round, however. I mean, they after the, losing the first game, they dismantled uh, the Golden Knights. Sean was saying... Laviolette is big on grit and toughness too. No, he's big on both of those, but he also values skill. That's a big thing about him. Like you didn't see him trying to get Claude Giroux to like block shots or something like that. All right. Um, yeah, GG at 200 point seasons. And he thinks it's absurd that he got, <laughs> that he had to answer the question. Oh, wait, he's fired. I didn't do justice to the reading on that, Willie, but uh, it's um, it's uh, it's there. And uh, yeah, I was hoping, I was hoping to collaborate with you sometime. We'll have to still do that. Florida is a better team than the Canadians, B. Rice saying, and and yeah, <laughs> old time hockey jamming. Gallant was AV minus the bubble come and smug. Ooh, that is pretty damning. And Jay Lewis mentioning all the other, the other young talent he's had. Ariana, welcome back. Can we just see something different, please? I don't want to go into next season. And the lines are the same. And give the kids uh, some more meaningful roles. I think you have to do that. I think you still have to do that. It's um, it's it's uh, you have to. There's been no investment in the kids, and. It's, it's one of those things, hell or high water. And I think it because uh, that there was sort of that false sense security that they were going to go on this big playoff run in 2019, 2020, when David Quinn was there and David Quinn was talking big and we all thought he was going to be the next big thing. And at least I thought it. I, I started buying in. I was wrong. So, and yeah, Mark, I, I still make mistakes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, by the way. All right. Kako and Lafreniere will not be on the third line next season. No, they won't. And another thing is, I think it's about time you get one of those guys some extra like special teams times. And again, if you're not getting your your ice time you want, you walk up to your coach and say, hey, can I PK a little bit? Kako was doing it a little bit last year. So was Lafreniere. I think this team is a 500 team without a coach on, on autopilot. I agree with you on that one. I think there's enough talent and Igor Sisterkin to mask any problems. The real question I have that's going to be coming in is, and everybody's talking about the kid line. Everybody's talking about giving the young players bigger roles. What is going to be the role of Keandre Miller, Braden Steiner, and to a different extent, Jacob Truba? Do they split up the Truba-Miller pairing? That could be a big thing. And uh, if that is, then you might, I mean, I don't know where, where they go with that one. Is Matthew Robertson ready? Will he ever be ready to make that jump to the next level? Because Mikola is a guy that's a UFA this year and it looked pretty good. Rich, this is the comment that I saw earlier that uh, Lavi System detailed, uh, checked out this team's USA's, uh, Team USA's offensive uh, presentation. Sorry, guys, I got to take a sip of water real quick. Trying to read too fast. Um, detail systems 
He uses a few set systems, and D-men are always active. The Rangers have very good skating D-men outside of Jacob Truba. So, which player benefits the most out of LaViolette's style? <laughs> um... I'm going to say it's Alexei Lafreniere. Um, I think it's Alexei Lafreniere who's going to benefit the most. Because, again, I brought up the two names, uh, Victor Arvidsson in Nashville, Sean Bates in New York. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Carolina guy I could compare him to. Maybe JVR. When he was in Philly, but I'm trying to think if there's another guy that matched that in Philly. I'd have to stare at that roster for those two. But I think it's I, I think it's Alexis Lafreniere. I think he's the guy that ends up taking the next step because of the coach's input. So we'll see about that. Yeah, I was told it's gallant, like like uh, that's the way he pronounces it. But he's also. Uh, uh, like the the office base, Samir, Nana, 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 not, not going to be working here anymore. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, we do need more likes, more likes, more likes, and more comments. And uh, we actually just passed 10,000 subscribers. Uh, I got to put up a short on that one to say thank you to everybody for that. And also, we're everything's, yeah, we're just on. We're on YouTube, but we're also obviously uh, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Rumble. Uh, we just started up that one. Uh, anywhere you find everything, it's all listed in the ticker below. And you can also check out our link tree, which is in the link uh, below with that. Yeah, Trocheck, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to benefit as well. I mean, hell, remember when he was at the Islanders? He had Dave Scatcher, and he made him look pretty good. Is... Laviolette, oh damn it, I screwed it up again. Laviolette, uh, capable of making the mid-game adjustments that Gallant was either incapable or unwilling to make. He he makes the mid-game adjustments. If that's what I, I always remember, I think I remember that about him. He would change mid-game if they had to. Which, again, it's the reason why Lindy Ruff's got a job. Do we have a counter, by the way, on how many, um, how many, um, mispronunciations that we have by over 10 already i was so confident that i was going to be under 10 oh <laughs> but rich is saying with here you go uh here you go mark gallant <laughs> with gallant the team had free reigns to do what they wanted hence east west plays and yeah and i think i still think there's going to be plenty east west i think it's just going to be a lot more north south and and that's why, yes, they needed structure because as soon as, as soon as Lindy Ruff made changes, everybody, go watch the condensed game, the 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 three minute recap of Game Four of the Rangers Devils. They show a shot on goal in the first period of of Game Four, just on the on the power play. They're just talking about the power play for a minute. They don't show a single moment of the Rangers offense the rest of the game. That was up two games to one at home with a chance to completely put your foot on the other team's throat. So yeah. And Jamie's saying, we'll see. I hope, I hope, hopefully. Yeah. Well, he's saying, I think Knobloch would, uh, 
would have been best. So I'll die on that pile and that <laughs> of ash that'll be used to be a bridge. I think Knobloch would have been a good choice. But the thing is, if this team still wants to win a Stanley Cup, you do not win a Stanley Cup with a rookie coach. It just doesn't happen. It, it, uh, let me see. Teams that have won with a rookie coach. Bob Brenly in with the Diamondbacks in 2001. George Seifert with the 49ers in 89. And uh, I think that team, that 89 team, if I recall, won the Super Bowl the year before when Bill Walsh retired. And he was the assistant coach anyway. So he basically just slid over. I mean, he was already on the team. You're not looking. I mean, that, that would be like if Colin Campbell won the Stanley Cup in 1995. It wasn't going to happen. Instead, he was an eight-seeded coach who was able to get a first-round upset and then get swept in the second round. I forgot who the coach of the Flyers was back then. In 95, I forgot that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, okay, uh, David's saying if you uh, buy out Truba, you can't buy out Truba. I don't think I don't think it's going to help us. Uh, it's, it's, by the way, everybody, I'm sorry. Whenever I use the term "us," uh, I I've been trying to work that out in my vernacular for a long a long time. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think you could buy out Truba. If you buy out Truba, I'm going to try to be as fast as possible for everybody right here. Buying out Truba. <sighs> And I think one reason why everybody was kind of waiting um, on on naming uh, Laviolette the coach is because I still think they wanted Quenville. I think they wanted Quenville, hell or high water, and they were going to figure out a way to do it. The problem is, I don't know if Joe Quenville coaches ever again. I do not know. All right, if you buy out the Truba contract under cap friendly. Uh, let me bring this up for everybody right here. The savings, yeah, you do save $5 million, uh, and $5 million, 5.7 this year, uh, almost 5.8, 3.8 the next year, 3.8 the next year, but then you're losing two on the cap. I just don't see them buying out Truba. Especially, you don't, you don't, it's not often when you buy out your captain. I know what everybody's saying, and, and Dave, you're not wrong. Actually, that that looks better than what I thought. I don't want. I don't like. I don't, I, and and I think Tarasenko is going to take a step down. I don't think Tarasenko is the same player he used to be, and he's far from the 87 point player he was last season. I'm happy with the way we're playing. Down two games. Uh, down two games done when they lost the last two games prior. How about this, Willie? They had. Uh, he said that after game five. When they were outshot twenty to two, down three nothing. If you would have said it was the first period of that game, I would be like, "Oh, okay." Twenty to two, down three nothing. Your team should have shown desperation. Instead, the Devils just took them right out. Laviolette, for me, well, has to do four things. If he wants to be a successful hire, right here, give the kids a fair shot. Hold the vets accountable, implement a system, improve five on five. And that's a great point, too, because, uh, um, you know, what? I'm not going to waste everybody's time on that right now. I'd have to look at Nashville's five on five time on that. Uh, that would be a hoot if Pittsburgh fired Sullivan later today. You know what? Yeah, why not? And then Chris Drury would have to turn to 
to uh, to uh, Peter Laviolette and then say, oh, you're fired. But uh, I don't think that's happening anyway. I, I, Mike Sullivan, they, they said he was involved in the GM search. GMs do like to bring in their own coaches. But you can't sit on your hands for too long. By the way, there is a chance Big Apple Hockey could be at the NHL draft. We're hoping to hear some good words on that right now. Uh, I'm going to be in Nashville anyway. Uh, I'm going to be on the strip that night as well. As of right now, that is my plan because <laughs> uh, I have a pl- I have a trip planned with uh, a bunch of my friends. This is my actual vacation. I know I've been taking some other time off late- lately from my work. And uh, that was, uh, let's see, uh, it's going to be Nashville, then St. Louis uh, for a Cardinals game, and then uh, Kansas City for a Royals game. So, um, I think it's time some of the Rangers legends from 1994 start getting their chances as assistant coaches. Brian Leach never had a mental error on the ice. He'd be a fine candidate. I don't think Brian Leach has any urge to coach. Jeff Bukaboom, if you remember, was the assistant coach in 2015. And I was shocked when they moved on from him as fast as they did. Uh, For Lindy Ruff, as a matter of fact, who... All due respect to Lindy Ruff. He was a terrible, terrible assistant coach for the Rangers. I still don't know what the hell him and A.V. were thinking in game two versus Ottawa in 2017 when Brady Shea has two goals. Looks like he's all over the ice. Him and Brendan Smith are dominating every single shift that they had. And yes, I actually said that out loud. And then, yeah, you know what? Uh, Seven minutes remaining. We're just going to bench them the entire game. Well, right, Stahl, Girardi, McDonough, and uh, I think it was Holden was the fourth guy. And uh, Stahl, in two minutes, two and a half minutes remaining, they were down, Ottawa was down two goals. Of course, they were going to tie it because you just ran out four defensemen the entire time. Just... It's always great to look at everything in hindsight. But I, I do think some... Some people, if, if they have interest in coaching, yeah, by all means. But then you have to start at the low levels and go up. The, a, a guy, a, a perfect example, that whenever, whenever the Mark Messier talk comes out, everybody wants to make Mark Messier the head coach. Patrick Ewing started as an assistant, I believe, with the uh, uh, Orlando Magic. Worked on that for years. Kept working his way up the, the NBA ladder. The Knicks never hired him for a job, so he went to Georgetown. And unfortunately, it didn't work out with him in Georgetown. Sometimes great players are just great players. They're not great coaches. John D. Lee, always great to see you. And yes, better than Gallant. And yes, I have to raise my eyebrows whenever I say his name. Gallant. When you say it like that, Gallant just rolls right off. But, you know. And by the way, part of that has to do also, Mark, is I'm used to saying Gallant ever since I was playing with the Detroit Red Wings in NHL 93. I believe that was the first year for the one-timer, too. Jay Lewis is saying, do the Rangers have the roster for Laviolette's style of team? Laviolette never had a finesse, uh, never had a finesse-heavy team before. Laviolette has always had teams with an edge. Will the roster... Garner Hathaway would actually... Uh, Hathaway to the Rangers, question mark? Garner Hathaway would be a great addition for the New York Rangers. Absolutely a great addition. Um... I uh, I I and by the way, Willie, I see the next comment. I gotta get to that. 
And you guys, you guys are doing a great job. 44 of you are still watching me right now. I'm hoping to go maybe another, I was going to say an hour in total, but I'll go another 15 minutes. I want to get to as many comments as I can. Um, uh, do they have that roster for him? I, I think actually, I think all of his teams had a good mix of grit and skill. Like I never thought he devalued skill. I never thought that, but Hey, look, if uh, Artemi Panarin could come out and pull an Alex Rodriguez, a guy that never performed in the playoffs, and then suddenly, boom, one good playoff run. Um, you could have argued A-Rod for World Series MVP in 2009. Instead, it went to Hideki Matsui. Um, but this is it's, it's something that you just need one good run, and then people don't remember you as a loser anymore. Uh <laughs> all right but uh i i think i think he this guy coaches hockey i think he just coaches hockey and coaches his style i think his his style is a mix of grit and speed i guess Islanders teams certainly were a lot more like skill oriented especially the beginning the first year when they were at their best they were a little, they were a little more skill oriented and then he had the pekka line and the uh, Scattered line, which were a little bit more grinded out. Uh, former neighbor of mine, uh, Caudill Point, was on those teams. Well, he's saying that athletic post from uh, that Vancouver fans ran away with Laffy for Garland straight up was pure drunk people talk. I had to put the word pure in there because I got to agree with you. Like, seriously, people, who, what are you doing? Hockey media. Oh, hey, you know, uh, uh, Lafreniere's former ma uh, agent is a general assistant general manager right there. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're going to get him. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to target him. Why not? And for Connor Garland, you're upping. Look, I'd love Connor Garland on the team, but on the other hand, I mean, not for Alexei Lafreniere, please. I'm doing an article right now about, I've, I've, this is the third time I'm mentioning this, because I just started the article about uh, players that, Teams gave up on. I have one where they got were fortunate and robbed the team that that they were giving up on that player on. I had one where the player is already flourishing and it happened just now or just recently. Uh, another one where the jury and I think two more where the jury is still out. It's hopefully it'll be a good article. No, and Pete, this isn't Ken Jernander. That is the great, the one and only Mike Aruzioni. I still haven't taken the price tag off it because I'm kind of too nervous to do that. Uh, Wicked is saying, to me, what's most shocking is that somehow 40% of the audience thinks that Mark won't mispronounce his name at least 10 times. The problem is I say it too fast. And I think I always used to say, this one doesn't count. So if somebody's on the counter, don't count this one. Um, I think I used to call him... Lavoliet. I think that's what I used to call him when I was a when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was 22. Probably just a drunk. Messi will never will never coach at this stage. He should have been coaching elsewhere. Messier should have been a coach anywhere. But he's also Mark Messier. That's also the other problem. You're not going, you're not going to give Wayne Gretzky an assistant coaching job. And how'd that go with the Coyotes? He had to learn a little bit. Although, by the way, that story about Keith Yandel and him on a two-on-one, fantastic. 
If you haven't seen it, check it out. Tommy is saying, uh, by the way, Hicks will represent. I will always say that whenever I see your name on here. How much of an upgrade is he over Gallant or Gallant? Uh, and again, the eyebrows went up again. Uh, I don't really think it's a big difference. Yeah, he's won, but it's been a while. I'm not blown away or impressed by the hire. And I think that's where I think we all are. The better comparison is Paul Maurice. And the difference is with LaViolette is that he has two Eastern Conference championships and a Western Conference championship to his record. That's not many coaches have that at all. Mike Babcock has got two in the West. Sorry, three in the West. Uh, one with Anaheim, two with Detroit. Uh, then you have, obviously, one and one Vigneault, one and one with uh, Bruce Cassidy. It's uh, it's difficult. It, it, first of all, it's difficult to win in any pro, pro sports league, but we'll see about that. Over to you, Pete. Pete is saying that uh, if Drury befriends Isaiah Thomas, he'll have a job for life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, he's no, he's no lackey for, um, for Sather or for Dolan either. Uh, next task for Drury, fire the entire medical training staff for giving Patrick Kane a passing grade on his physical examination. I think every, I was hearing rumors about that in March. I heard rumors that Patrick Kane was going to stay out. Every bit about that trade, I don't hate. And I understand why you're reacting like this on this comment, uh, Matador. I was hearing some information that Kane was possibly going to opt for hip surgery and go nowhere. Instead, the, he goes to the Rangers for basically a song. Either the Rangers succeeded with him and and they would give up a first-round pick, or they gave up a second round. I think it's a second and a fourth. That was it. But in the end, he did have 12 points in 15 games. It was good. It wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it was it, it's just and the sad part is he looked good at times but again he's got to get his hips smooth you're right about this like i think everybody knew what they were in for with patrick kane 45 of you are watching right now everybody thanks very much and uh, i gotta i gotta go do the youtube thing sorry about it everybody make sure you like subscribe and hit that bell because if we don't then we don't get into the algorithm still fighting that one trying to get that one on there uh, I got to get back to that comment. Okay. Tommy's saying, thank God they didn't hire Messier Hines. It's not a terrible hire, but it isn't going to shock anyone. Yeah. And, and also you have to have a coach that's got a, I said this before about David Quinn. When you're, when you got a, when you got players to develop, people think it's just players. You know, you have to develop a coach too. Give me the, give me the veteran that's seen it all, especially when it's a coach. All right, Poppin sucks. True story. Back in 0405, my boss at Brokerage Firm was next door neighbors with Lavi, and he was kind enough to go fishing with a whole bunch of us hockey fans. Yeah, I mean, hockey hockey guys are great guys. I mean, I heard I even heard stories that Milbury was a good guy. I love the story about Brian McCabe just driving uh, home when he was with the Islanders, and saw a couple kids playing street hockey. And he goes, oh, hey, guys, uh, I'll be right back. And just drives on back, drops a bunch of sticks that he had available for them. Uh, Kane, what do you think? Uh, sorry, Willie's saying, what do you think? Kane takes $3 million plus bonuses, which could be backloaded to next year's cap. 
or the show me contract deal opens uh, opens the season on long term injury reserve. We're in, and we're in no rush for a return. I think it's an interesting situation with Patrick Kane, and I'm kind of saying that a little bit as my uh, voice is kind of going down with this. Because I think Patrick Kane, if he wants to stay, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take a big pay cut. And I would say three million dollars if that's prorated. He might not want to sign day one. And obviously, everybody said the Buffalo Sabres, everybody said the Pittsburgh Penguins, everybody said uh, a couple other teams, even him going back to the Blackhawks. Uh, that's a long recovery time. Um, uh, I think Backstrom took about four or five months on that. So, you know, hopefully a speedy return. Patrick Kane, one of the greatest American-born players ever. And uh, hopefully, uh, I, I would have to say, it, I, I would sign him, me personally, it's a three-year deal. No bonuses. Or Yeah, I, I would go with the bonuses. So bonuses that could be backloaded to next year's uh, cap. I'd rather get Tom, uh, I guess, was that, oh, Tom Wilson? Yeah. I heard, I saw those rumors going around. Well, here's, here's a great question. Uh, here's another guy that could benefit from that. Everybody projects Will Cooley to be a pretty good player. Why not see how, uh, see how he's going to be under Laviolette? Um, <laughs> 50% of you, I'm going to close the poll right now, but I love this poll of, how many times will I mispronounce uh, Laviolette's name today? One to three times, only 17%, four to 10, uh, 32, and 10 to infinity. Oh, what a layup. I, I got to show that to uh, I got to show that to Anthony and um, Philk right now. Oh, wait, I texted that to the wrong person. All right, I'm texting right now, so I, I should probably stop doing that and get right back to what I was doing. So, all right, uh, yeah, there were rumors of Tom Wilson. Yeah, but Tom, I don't know how much Tom Wilson is is going to be as effective. He, he's been battling injuries the last couple of years, too. Uh, I think Kane, every time I see Barbashev tearing it up for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, it's funny you bring that up because that's going to be a bar talk topic tomorrow. Uh, I had to impersonate being an Islander fan while sitting next to his wife at the Coliseum. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but it was a game where uh, Kovalevs scored. It that could be the last Island, the one you just described, the last Islander Ranger game in 2004, maybe could have been that one because I remember Kovalev had the game tying goal, and I think they tied them in that game. Um, Rangers, a state of survival. Rangers got to stop hiring former Islanders players and staff. Find your own people. Well, technically speaking, you could say the Islanders hired a former Ranger in order to do that. But um, no, I know what you mean. By the way, just to go back to this on, on Pop and Sucks. I have no problem going to a game and being completely neutral. When there's no skin in the game for me, I am drinking heavily and just trying to hope that it's a good game. If uh, sort of like the Dallas game I went to a couple weeks ago, uh, if you want to see Mark on the road, I went to game three of the uh, Western Conference Finals. And uh, there was, it, it, first off, the game itself, total dreck. 
it was almost a microcosm of the series at that point. Uh, it was three, nothing in the first period and Jamie Ben, what was Jamie Ben thinking? I have no idea on that, but the, the experience of going there was great meeting uh Taylor from two girls, one Stanley cup. Uh, and I look forward to wherever the next one's going to be. I don't know where it's going to be. I was kind of hoping outside chance. It was a very outside chance. I could get the Florida for the Stanley cup finals, but it, that's not happening. And, um, I would say, um, I don't know, maybe Boston, maybe Philadelphia next time. Either way, you know, those two cities, I'm seeing a neutral game. I'm not, I'm not going to that game uh, in my Ranger jersey. Uh, I've, 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 I, I played junior hockey in, in Bucks County. I, I don't need to get on that. All right, so we're we're at four. That was at two twelve. Right now we're at two forty eight. I had half an hour, so it might be even worse. Be right. All right, uh, he's a good choice. Uh, better than most. Uh, Sullivan would have been the best answer. What we're saying, Kane will not be hundred percent for even a while past surgery. No sense in watching him take laps anymore when we already have bread doing that. Yep, Kane should be uh, should be signed one year cheap. On a long-term uh, injury reserve for the postseason, and it's uh, in a late game. In a late game or OT, I jumped in jubilation because I was halfway through my cell. <laughs> I had to turn into. A uh, that, that's so awesome. <laughs> Igor's making seven millions with incentives on the following season. Hmm. All right. Reload the kid line with Coolian Ottman. I like that option. If that is, if they could at least, uh, if they could at least uh, have a good showing in the preseason, because Cooley's got to show something. Uh, top eight team, Vegas would obliterate this team. Yep, Lou, I agree with you right now. Vegas would definitely obliterate this team because they got Aiden Hill just making saves, and he's he's making and. He's making the saves, but he's seeing all the pucks. That's the thing. Um, it's just it's they would definitely do that. But again, Vegas would Vegas would crush him. I, I and what does that have to do with it? It has to do with coaching. Coaching is the big thing. And when people say managers don't make a difference in baseball, coaches don't make a difference in football, coaches don't make a difference in basketball. Absolutely not. You can't win without a good coach. You can you can win like once. That's about it. Like I, Tyrone Lou. What the hell did he do? Owns owns the chief. I don't know what that's from, Willie. I don't know what that's from, and I would love to know. All right, Trocheck uh, should Trocheck uh, should center the third line. Uh, Filipino has more speed and skill. Well, hopefully he can take a jump. That's something to look for too. Look for Filipino to hopefully take a jump. And uh, we need more of a shutdown oriented third line center. And by the way, Trocek can do that. Pavel Datsuk is my shootout lifeline. Yeah, okay. I would take Pavel Datsuk is a good one. Um, Ilya Kovalchuk is another one. No, Pete, you wouldn't say TJ Oshi. I think that's a great top 10. I got to make that one. What's your sh- with the, with your life on the line? Who are you shooting uh, doing a shootout for? There's a couple of the videos I'm going to have on here during the summer. Uh, funny hockey commercials. There's a bunch of them that I, I got to throw on there. 
Um, 43 of you still watching right now. Everybody, thank you very much. I got 26 likes down in the comments. Uh, you guys have been great. Keep keep the comments coming. Uh, I'll work on 315 or maybe 310. Uh, I got to get back to the article and the Legend of Zelda calls. And also, I have a wake to go to tonight, unfortunately. A uh, friend of mine uh, had a passing in his family. But that's a good one. Uh, that's that's a real good one. I got to get those on the line. Because after all, we're about to embark on two months of nothing but just talking about hockey. So, uh, Goudreau, must we move this offseason? No. Willie, I think it's not a must, but I think it's definitely going to be hard. You're talking about a guy that's making $3.6 million, Very limited, no trade. They gave him all those years. As soon as that happened, Philk and I were pumped when they got – uh, Barkley Goudreau, but then, ugh, and then Trocheck, basically the same contract. Ugh, the, you're gonna have, you're basically gonna have to do the same thing with that you'd have to do with Barkley Goudreau by trading him quickly. That you're gonna have to do with Vinny Trocheck in year four or five. Well, Keandre Miller returned to the player he was prior to the spitting incident. I hope so. And one thing. Uh, that I want to say about Kendra Miller and that spinning incident. I love that he only pointed one finger and that was the thumb. Uh, I think other, I, I was waiting to hear the story blow up and not only was it a non-issue, he, he, he acknowledged he was wrong on that. And then that was it. Uh, David, I'm pretty sure that was 40 points for Kako. Oof. All right. Then at least I pushed. <laughs> I forgot about the Kako bet. Spend the time and money on that show. <laughs> That was uh, last year. I want to say it was uh, game one. I was doing the uh, the post-game show. Players need to develop. Look at Kreider. Look at uh, Marty Natchez. Yes, look at both of them. Got to keep Laffy and Kako. Pete, thanks. Va uh, Montreal took out Vegas in six. Florida did win the President's Trophy last year. Yes, they did. And uh, they almost lost in the first round and didn't win a game in the second round. So there you go. Oh, Patrick, I got to disagree with you. Uh, Kachuk, most overrated player of the year. No, uh, Matthew Kachuk, over 100 points back-to-back uh, -back with two different teams. I, uh, I think Philk said the last guy that did that was Jimmy Carson. That was 1988 when he was traded for Wayne Gretzky. And um, the, the other thing in that is, I right now, I got, I got Kachuk as – MVP finalist. I, 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 if not, I mean, if not for Connor McDavid, I would put him as the MVP. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. And then, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Carolina would disagree. The difference between the Panthers and the Canadians is that the Canadians had no right to be in the playoffs. Panthers should be there, but they got the – well, here's the other thing. The Panthers made all the right adjustments. And, yeah, two overtime wins. But Bruins – Bruins had leads, two different leads in the third period of game six. They could not – and a lead in about a minute and a half remaining in game seven. They could not finish off the Panthers. And the, they always say the fourth game is the hardest to win. It's, it's not just hyperbole. It's what it is. <laughs> I already love this this comment, Matador. That's a great one. <laughs> um, 
Dude had 109 points. Uh, Kachuk has been on the top five, 15 player in the league. All right. Well, if I were the Rangers, I'd trade the house for Brady. He's even better than his brother. Good luck trading the house, uh, trading the house for Brady since they just sold the Senators. And and it looks uh, I think they, they won him an auction. Is that official? I, I I looked up the story and just thought, all right, well, hopefully, hopefully they could still integrate both Snoop Dogg and Ryan Reynolds in some way into that franchise. In NHL 22, I have Laffy and uh, Capo Caco on the first line with Mika on 100 points per season. Yeah, I've had over 114 goals with Mark Williams in NHL. Uh, <laughs> the um, I would love to see that happen. And again, it's, nobody's denying the amount of talent. Uh, I do wonder who controls the puck on that. <clears throat> because... If, if it's Kako, who's puck, a guy that likes to control the puck, Lafayette, a guy that plays a lot away from the puck, and then you have Mika that, that controls the puck a little bit. But it's funny getting into these comments about get rid of Kako, get rid of Lafreniere. I go on NHL Twitter, and all and Rangers Twitter especially, all I hear is about how they gave up on Bujnevich. <clears throat> Still. The bigger question is whether Miller gets an offer sheet. No, he won't. Uh, he's got no arbitration powers. And I don't think anybody's dumb enough to offer sheet after the Montreal um, the Montreal fiasco with Carolina. But by, by all means, go ahead. The Rangers will make space. They'll keep they'll keep Keandre Miller. Or they'll just recoup the assets. Uh, Brendan Moore says his favorite coach was Lavi. Uh, said if you played well, you logged more minutes. And he didn't play favorites. Good. Uh, with the UFA market being underwhelming, we might see more offer sheets. We could, but I don't. I just don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. I just. I understand, Pete. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be tough to get in there. Uh, until we start. Uh, until we start to get skates, I believe. Line one, right wing, is lobby spot, and he will excel. If that's the case, then you better earn it. Because here's the other thing. Lafreniere disappeared last year, especially towards the end of the playoffs. Like, he was just gone. And just, he's got, this is a year, I, I hope, we all hope this would definitely happen. Alexei Lafreniere looks in the mirror and says, I got to be better. Pardon me for one second. Alexa, stop listening. Anyway. And Mike, thank you very much again. I don't see it. <laughs> uh, I think I still have my old MySpace profile on there. I got to see if I can find it. Uh, go ahead. I voted 10 to infinity. All right. So we're, we were at six at about 226. Oh boy, guys, we're half an hour later. Right? I, I'm way out of this. Facebook user, Omar, earlier you said that Toronto was third most attractive job. Newsflash, they have a coach, Mark Mesta. Oh, no, Mark Mesta. All right, uh, I'll do that for myself. Wait, Keith is still there? Sheldon Keith is still there? Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I actually still can't believe he wasn't fired. I thought they let go of him and um 
the other one. <laughs> I if, if if you can't tell everybody, I am not a fan of Kyle Dubas. I just can't help but say, what what have you done? All right, and this team was so much better when Ben Harper was in the lineup on defense. The only guy to stand up for the Rangers. Ben Harper is a great under the radar signing for the New York Rangers. Winners will get a hand signed Mark headshot. Oh boy, and I still have copies of my old headshot. Yeah. Uh, it's okay to be a Rangers fan. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Cordy, a uh, bit of a retread with the hire, but my attention is on the draft. What do the Rangers go get? My hope is Riley Hiked or uh, Callum Ritchie or Quentin Musty, either as a prospect or a trade piece. I actually have not done my research yet on where they're going to be drafting in the mock draft on that. We are going to be at the NHL draft, but whoa, sorry, wait, wait. Let me correct that. I'm going to be in Nashville during the NHL draft. There's a possibility we might be at the NHL draft, so stay tuned on that one. Uh, that question, I would direct it to Filk if I can. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more draft talk when it comes after next uh, the next show. So, actually, probably in the next show, we might be doing a lot more draft talk. So, all right. Nessa saying, uh, hi, I'm not the biggest fan of this choice, but uh, it is what it is at this point. I hope you won't make the same mistakes Gallant did. And you know what? I don't think he will. And because he can't. That must be why the interview process maybe took so long to be like, what is your plan for this team? They have to make sure that they're doing that. Uh, Mets in Kansas City, August 1st. I was thinking about going. Uh, I just don't want a four-hour drive to see the Mets lose. You know, sometimes you just go for the experience. Unfortunately, by the way, uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Met losses this year. I have not liked what I've seen from this team. <laughs> I still remember Ayler out as a loser. Hey, great. Um, MJ Edits is saying, hey, great to see you guys. How you been? Uh, just a question. What is Peter going to do with the young guys? Example, Kako, Lafayette, and, and Ottman. I think he's playing them. I think he's going to have that. I think Ottman's on this team next year. I, I don't see many. like the. Let me let me just. I, I think you guys have seen the disgust in my face just now. Just thinking about it. I'm tired of hearing Pierre-Luc Dubois rumors. Like. How are they getting him? How are they getting PLD? And they're going to sign him to a nine million dollar deal. You're out of your mind. Because that's what he wants. He wants nine million. Oh, he can negotiate. What the eight? He's never had more than sixty-three points in the season. Uh, Wilbur saying, uh, Laf, Mika, Kako. I, I, I actually don't think they're going to be both on the same line. But like, I'll, I'll point out where I think a better spot for him could be in a minute. <clears throat> Laf, Mika, Kako, Bread, uh, Filipino, and Brennan Ottman. I like that line. That's a good line, I think. Cryds, Trocek, that's where I put Kako. Um, first line, I don't know who to put with Laf and Mika. Uh, and then the fourth, I would still have Goudreau, VZ, and uh, if you lose Tyler Mott, you got Garner Hathaway. There you go. There's That would be great. I'm okay with Tyler Mott, though. I like Tyler Mott and what he brings. Uh, I hope the uh, center auto... Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Stenberg. Okay, these are all the, the draft prospects. Thanks, Dominic. 
again, I got like I said, I got to do my research on it next week. I'm more of the host when it comes to draft stuff because um, Philk knows all the prospects. And we probably will have a episode with Steven coming up. Uh, Wilbur, unless uh, Drury skates it up a bit, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know if he's going to want to jump ahead in this draft a little bit. Uh, and where our blends 36 is saying, uh, is it reasonable thought to see Pedarin traded to bring more of a balance? I feel like Pedarin hasn't really meshed well with anyone since Strom left. Uh, Pedarin had almost 100 points again. You got to replace 100 points if you trade Pedarin. I think, uh, I think that the thing about Pedarin is we're, we're focused on his regular season, his, his postseason numbers, which aren't great. They're not great by any means, but his regular season numbers, he's done very well. So, and as far as Panarin goes, you know what? You're paying eleven and a half million dollars. You play with who we tell you to. Don't give me the Ryan Strom left. Oh, great. Rangers weren't winning anything with Ryan Strom. You know what the Rangers were getting with Ryan Strom? Missed empty nets. I got to stop yelling. I got to. My roommate's uh, three-year-old girl is sick. Hopefully she gets she gets to sleep. All right. Uh, David said, I'm giving Mark the benefit of the doubt. Apparently, my trust um, was misplaced. Well, it could be. Well, I mean, again, that's a great, that's a great thing about conversations, David. I understand what you're saying with that. Because I hit my, uh, my, my spit screen, this thing right here. Knock on that. 305 right now. We're going to go for another 10 more minutes. Trying to get to all these comments as best you can, guys. Uh, we could just call him Turkey because he turned out to be one. Uh, don't know which one that was. Doug W. Hey, welcome to the show. I haven't seen you. Uh, I have no problem with this hire. He knows the division. He's a defensive-minded coach. He also, by the way, he does get defense uh, offense out of defense. There are good transitions. And you know what? We're going to have a few more minutes here, guys, because I got a guest coming on right now that everybody's going to want to see. So it looks like I may never touch Breath of the Wild. Uh, sorry, I said Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom ever again. So uh, we got 3060 right now watching. And uh, make sure you're hitting that like button and you subscribed if you haven't. Uh, but yeah, and he, he knows the media market. He's a former Ranger. This, these are all good things. Uh, so bread isn't going anywhere, but uh, the other thing about it is bread isn't going anywhere, but never mind bread, not going anywhere. I just don't see how he's, I don't, I don't see people wanted to say, Oh, let's, let's move Artemi Panarin. But for what? I mean, there isn't Macachuk's not walking through that door. Now, granted, it took a tremendous leap of faith to trade, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, over to Calgary and get back back a Chuck and then sign him and then hope that it was going to be the difference. And they gave him Mackenzie Weger too. That's a good player too. But Huberdeau ends up going in the tank, uh, 45, I think 55 point differential on this season. So, uh, but, uh, are you ready to come in? Oh, hold on. I got you. Whenever you're ready. Well, I, I you were on a roll there for a second, and I didn't want to interrupt you. 
<laughs> I know, I know. I know. I mean, you actually time. called Jonathan Huberto by the right name, so that that's <laughs> a, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, how is everybody feeling right now? You know, I, the the best way to say it, and and Phil, I keep going back to these two points, and now and I have to actually go with this because these are some of the arguments. Oh, I want new blood. I don't want to retread. Okay. Well, the retread that you got just, uh, he took two teams in the Stanley Cup finals last decade and a third team five years before that. Oh, I don't want to retread. What do retreads do? Well, Paul Maurice is in the Stanley Cup finals. And he's a retread. So he's another, re- he's the retread of all retreads. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you right now, he's, He's been around the block and a half. I mean, he's been coaching for the better part of 25 years. Uh, actually, even more because he was, I think, the last Hartford Whalers coach. So You're correct. Yeah. You're so we're, we're looking at a coach that has actually been around for one of the uh, uh, one of the teams that is no longer that no longer exists from the 90s. We're not even talking about like how the Atlanta Thrashers don't exist anymore. We're talking about the Hartford Whalers. So Maurice is that much of a retread. Yes, he started coaching in 96-97, which was his first year, and that was with the Hartford Whalers. He went in 70 games. He went 29-33-8. and They finished fourth in their division. So um, I, I just – I can't believe. Yeah, I know. I could, I could see the the people are trolling you from the start. I mean, we oh yeah. Well, I, I made sure I got around on that. Yeah, that that is that is good song. Uh, I yeah, I get around by the Beach Boys or NHL coaches. Yeah, I I do agree with that. But all right, all right. So I go I go back to this, and two things I've always said about this: you're not going to bring in a rookie head coach in a win now situation. And Chris Drury also was not going to hire a rookie head coach in a situation in which his job is pretty much on the line. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely did not see them going with anyone other than Laviolette unless Mike Sullivan became available or Joel Quenville. Um, the other guy would have said that maybe could have done the job would have been Andrew Brunette because of the success he had in Florida, albeit very short, uh, small sample size. Um, I, I do like what Burnett did in Florida. I think he's going to be good for Nashville. I think that he'll be able to get them uh, your uh, – I think he'll get them to play more of an offensive game, but they weren't going with Carberry or Jay Leach. And these guys haven't won anything. What does Jay Leach want? What does Spencer Carberry want? Chris yeah. Nowak, he won an OHL championship in, what, 2016, I think? Uh, it was the year after McDavid. They didn't even win with McDavid. That team had McDavid, Dylan Strom, Alex DeBrinket, both Radish brothers and Mason Marchment, and they still lost. They still lost in the championship series. So, I mean... I don't know what people wanted with a fresh face, but they weren't going to get that. And it just wasn't going to happen now. Now, quick question. Let's, let's go back a year on this. Let's say this happens last year. Is it a no brainer that they just go to Bruce Cassidy or do they sit or do, does everybody look at him and go, he's a retread too, or Pete DeBoer. 
And then what happens? You end up having a, one coach take his team to the conference finals. One coach take his team to the Stanley Cup finals. And right now they could win it tonight. I think I'm still taking that coach. Uh, Bruce Cassidy would, would have been a great hire. Would have been a great hire. He's been a good coach for a while. Um, he really proved that in Boston. I mean, that, that was a roster that was pretty flawed. And he, he got them pretty far. So mm-hmm. good on um, good on Bruce Cassidy. If Bruce Cassidy wins, I'd be happy for Bruce Cassidy because I, I hate how they did him dirty in Boston. And to see him go from being fired to winning the Stanley Cup in the next season and having everybody to look at that and be like, oh, God, what did we do? Um, and, fun. and, Philk, they also did it when they had the best – regular season of all time and lost in the first round. Well, I mean, he was fired before that, but um, yeah, I mean, the 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 other team, like he's going on to win the Stanley Cup, his former team, you're like, oh, they were the ones you could just write in, in pen. Oh yeah, of course. And of course. And, and, and I mean, kudos to Jim Montgomery on a great regular season. It just not a lot of people are going to remember that because you didn't win at all. And that's what that's going to come down to. And that sucks for Jim Montgomery, who was also another real feel good story to see him come back from his issues and his demons. Yep. You know, with the substance abuse and have such a great, great year and get what he got out of that roster. So, hey, Phil, by the way, just before we get too far, I, uh, one of the users, QWERTY, Asked this question, and I'm not the draft expert that you are. I actually mentioned how you would probably know more about this, but he was saying that a bit of a retread with the hire, but my attention is on the draft. Who do the Rangers get? Hope is is, uh, Riley Height. Is that the way you pronounce his name? Callum Ritchie or or Quentin Musty? I see a lot of mocks that they they have Musty going to the Rangers, but I I don't understand why they would get another – Another guy that's sort of like Brennan Offman and Quentin Musty. Quentin Musty is a he plays like Offman, but he's a bigger guy. Um, he's also somebody who's been knocked for his skating, uh, a left winger, goal scorer. Uh, I would say that you can't. I I don't know how you can go with that. I mean, Caleb Ritchie would be nice, and Riley High would be nice, but again, these are centers as well. So, are they going to play wing? I mean, for me, I, I would love to see like Brandon Yeager fall, or if I, I I don't think this is happening. And again, this is just me dreaming. But um, Matt Vaymechkov falling, and then the Rangers making a big move to get grab uh, get up and sweep him up. I mean, it it, it kind of would remind me of how they somehow got a hold of Alexei Sharapanov in two thousand seven. And we know how that ended, but I mean, it, it was another guy that was supposed to go number two or number three in his draft year and was talked about for a long time before his draft came up and then just ended up being a superstar prospect that fell to the Rangers. So, yeah, I, I don't. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I was experimenting with something for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you're like distracting me there i'm like what is he doing bro? i was trying to do it really quick and get it over with but uh because i haven't I been able to do trying it to do you're trying to get that background yeah i know my background isn't exactly the best but um yeah so i i i would like 
height or Richie. I think they would both be good prospects. And yeah, I mean, Jay Lewis is right here. You, you draft a best player available, not for need, but what are you going to do with yet another left winger? There's already yeah. a log jam. There's, there's already some reports that they might be interested in moving Alexi Lafreniere because they can't get him the time with the two guys in front of him that are immovable in Panarin and Kreider. Why are you drafting another left winger? For, for me, trade down at that point and get more capital or make a big move and go up for a guy that you really want. I, think, I do got to agree with you on that. I think when that draft happened, and yes, a lot of us were freaking out about, hey, the Rangers got the number one draft pick, and you, I wish I had the, um, the video of my reaction on that one. But the thing about it was I couldn't help but look at that and just think, you got left wing, left wing, left wing. And there were reports that they were going to try to move him to center. And there were other ideas that they had, oh, we could just move to the right wing. It's clearly comfortable as a left wing. This is what we've established in the AHL. You're paying Panarin 11.5. You can move. He's got to stay on the left wing. Kreider's most effective on the left wing, even though, like I said before, we could knock, you can knock Kreider down to the third line. And I think he'd still be an effective player with Vinny Trocek, probably if they, if they moved up Heedle or something like that. That being said, the Rangers could have moved back, recouped some extra draft picks, and then ended up. Like getting somebody else, maybe a Lucas Raymond, maybe uh, maybe um, I'm trying to think of who else was in that draft that year. I mean, I don't want to say Jamie Drysdale. The, the, that was the year before, right? Uh, no, Jamie Drysdale was um, the Lafreniere draft. Yeah, he was the 2020 draft. Oh, by the way, Anaheim, we get it. The pick was in, but you have to have every single uh. Uh, season ticket holder let us know so um th- but yeah if, if that's the case then yeah drop back you can drop back to two get quentin Binefield, or even drop the three i'm just spitballing it but everybody this is the reason why i'm still high on this Phil. if you're telling me central scouting and every scout had lafreniere at number one and it wasn't close you draft alexa lafreniere just what you do you have to you have to. I mean, that's the one case in which you have to. But if you're at 23, what's the difference between taking a player, taking a player that might be the better player at left wing, and taking a slightly lesser player at a position in which you need? Mm-hmm. That's that's my thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, Daniil would be a, a good right winger at that range. Sure, sure, I. I I definitely agree with you there, but I, I, I don't know which way they're going to go. Maybe Dalibor Gavorsky falls. I, I, someone could always fall. Someone always in these drafts falls farther than you would think. Like, I, I don't think anyone expected Joe Valeno to be there at um, that last pick in which the Rangers took in 2018 when they took Nils Lundqvist. So... Yeah. By the way, I can't actually so – I'm still surprised that Keith wasn't let go by Toronto as well. I thought he did. I, 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 had, a, I, had, a, I had a brain fart earlier. Sorry, I just have to adjust something here. Oh, no problem. 
Yeah, um, I, I mean, talk about Kravtsov over Farabee. I mean, that's that's a bad one. I think Philadelphia also just did a better job in identifying their player. Listen, I was at that draft 2018. I was there in Dallas. I actually interviewed Sam Cosentino in person, and Sam Cosentino told me that um, they had basically no idea of where to put Kravtsov in the, the mocks because Kravtsov had been – basically touted as anywhere from somewhere within the bottom part of the top 10 to the end of the first round, because the fact that he played over three different leagues in one season and the KHL playoffs was really what boosted his stock, but it, it just, it ended up being a complete wild card and the Rangers took a swing on a wild card that they thought that they were, again, another smartest person in the room type move from Gordy Clark instead of going yeah. with a guy with a more sure ceiling when, and th- and that's another thing. Like you had three first round picks. That was the first of those three first round picks. That was the pick in which they couldn't afford to take that swing on. If yep. they took that swing on Kravtsov with that last pick that they took Lundqvist with, I don't think anybody would have really cared. But the fact that he, he, that he was a top 10 pick is what pisses a lot of Ranger fans off. And it's amazing when you really think about it, all three players they took, were were risks all of them yeah and that Keandre Miller was just learning how to play defense everybody forgets about that yeah Kratzoff I I had conversations with Brian McCabe at a friend's barbecue out here in Long Island and he was saying well we're they were thinking about taking Kratzoff at like 14 or 15 uh when Florida had it and they were surprised the Rangers jumped up to go get him um not not jumped up but I mean they took him but it's just – I know it's a crapshoot, but sometimes guys just fall in love with players because they go, this guy can do this. And- or the player reminds him of this player, and that's really, I think, what happened. I think Gordy Clark saw Tractor Chelyabinsk and then looked at another player that came out of there that plays for the Washington Capitals named Evgeny Kuznetsov, and that's what happened, and that's why he got that. And, I mean – This is look- really the case. This is the problem, is that this scouting staff, when it comes to drafting the players, they act like they know something that nobody else knows. And that's that's the one thing I've noticed. Leah's Anderson, they thought they were onto something with that pick. And they were so happy about that pick. Like, huh? Like, I don't know how you were that happy about that pick when you obviously missed on Elias Pedersen with Vancouver jumping in. And to me, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that one. That's one of those – that was one of those everybody first guessed. And look, uh, that was around the time when I started actually really paying attention to the NHL draft, uh, like really paying attention to be like – and every every scout on the board went, wow, that's a reach. So it's – when there's 100% of people going, oh, what were you guys doing? That, that says something. And – um. Uh, but again, like Jay Lewis is saying, Niels Lunkos was a waste of a pick. Could have traded down, especially uh, gotten more depth. And since they never really gave him a chance, same with Zach Jones for a third round pick for an unknown reason. I think Zach Jones just doesn't have the size to play in the NHL. Uh, you know what? He's been all right at times, but he hasn't been great. He hasn't been great. Like this is another one where I think the Ranger hype machine might have hyped him up a little too much. 
And that does happen because also, and sometimes, Phil, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say all teams do that. So it's definitely not an uncommon practice. And in the meantime, let's just get Nels Longquist's numbers. Uh, He hasn't done anything great either. Yeah. I mean, he showed flashes here and there, but I mean, he's far away from being something really, really good at this level. Like maybe, I think maybe he turns into a guy that can move the puck on like your third pairing, maybe second pairing. And maybe some teams look at him for power play minutes on a second unit because he's got an absolute bomb. But I, I don't know if he's ever going to be a real top flight puck moving defense. And so to get that first round pick for him was really good on Chris Jury's part. That, that's amazing that Chris Drury is able to do that. And I can't help but also still look at that. If you guys remember following us back when we were all things Rangers, Phil and I used to do five hour shows in the middle of it. We would stop to watch those Lundquist highlights and call them porn. So sure. it's just now I can't help but like, Nils Lundquist came to the Rangers uh, last year and it was almost like this is what we were hyped up to see. And then he unleashed that shot against Darcy Kemper in the garden for his only NHL goal. And all of our eyes lit up. We're going, all right, this kid could end up being something. And then just it never materialized. Yeah. Ever. He just never. He, I mean, he's still young. He's still got time. Um I would say there's at least a few years left for him to really prove himself. And then I think the verdict is going to be out at that point. But, um, but you yeah. also never know what scouts. I mean, there are people that think Jason Robertson's brother was supposed to be the better one. Oh yeah. Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Robertson, Toronto. But, um, I, I, I gotta say this though. Um, I gotta give a head, or you know, a shout out to a friend of mine, because I actually knew about this on Friday, um, and I, I know I showed both you and Anthony this, but yep. I, I actually had an inside scoop on this, um, and it ended up being correct. And I'm not trying to give myself a pat on the back or anything like that, but I'm trying to give credit to the guy who gave me it. It's actually a friend of mine that I've known for a bit that I've played hockey with, who. Um, found out about the meeting between Laviolette and Drury and Dolan. So I know he's out there. I know he's paying attention. Thank you for that because I I would have never had that information without that. So thank you again, bud. Appreciate it. And you also sat on it a little bit and made sure you didn't reveal too much. So that's also a good thing. too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to reveal anything um, just because – you know, it's 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 sensitive information. I don't know if I could put somebody at risk or anything like that, but I, I was given something that I looked at and I took time to go over it and be like, does this does this sound legitimate? And it, it, to me, it did. It sounded legitimate and, and ended up being legitimate because a lot of times, like if you're getting something secondhand like that, it's hard to trust people like that. Like you, you like you can. You could be told anything by anybody and they could say anything that sounds legit, but where it was coming from, the, the, the reason that, you know, they had to, there was no reason that they had to lie to me about anything like that. And this is not something that this person has done often. So it, it sounded legit and smell check passed and lo and behold, ended up being right. 
And of course, welcoming in the third part of Big Apple Hockey, Mr. Anthony Larocco. Hey, Mark, who, who, who's the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. Earlier early in Mark's stream, he was talking about the most attractive job openings, and he listed the Maple Leafs as the as the third. And I'm sitting there, yeah. And I'm like, I so bad wanted to jump through the screen and be like, "No, Mark, what are you thinking?" Yeah, uh, you know what? I I did that originally, thinking to myself, because I, I I figured Dubas is gone. How do they keep the same coach? Yeah. yeah. Wow. How many times does a GM get just leave, and the coach remains? I mean, it's going to happen twice this offseason. That, that's that's still ridiculous to me. Anthony, by the way, do me a favor, because I was going through these lines. Uh, the Islanders in 2001, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Laviolette's first season. 2001-2002. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Yashin. Kavasha and Parrish, I think, right? Uh, was, Yashin played with. Tchaikovsky and Brad Isbister. No, I thought Kavasha was with him. I thought Kavasha was on the third line or the second one. And then, and then it was Pekka, Pekka, Parrish, and Bates. Yeah, um, that was the big line that that those three had. Kavasha yeah. did eventually move up, move up with Yashin, but I know for a while Brad Isbister was on that was on that line. The Huge. third line was Scatcherd. And I'm missing the other the two wingers for him. Was it Claude Lapointe? Uh, no, nah, Lapointe, Lapointe, Bates, and not uh, no, Bates, Lapointe, Blake, and um, because Jason Blake was on the fourth liner on that team. Line, yeah, when he came, first came up, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he in 2001, 2002, he was he played in the bottom six. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Claude Lapointe saying, "If that kid." Uh, figures it all out. He's going to be dangerous, and uh, and eventually he did. I'm missing. I'm missing some. Ba- th- th- I remember that Scatchard line was a real good line. Yeah, Scatchard was real good for the Islanders when he first came, for sure. Um, but I, I'm trying to think um, who Scatchard. Lapointe. Lapointe was I think on the fourth line. That he was like the fourth line um, center. Um, Scatchard, I'm not, I'm not going really sure. right now. Oh yeah, Aaron Asham. Aaron Asham was was on that team, and then he was he was also he also had a stint in 06, 07. He was on the team too. And of course, one of my um, one of my least favorite. Uh, Islanders defenseman to look at was Adrian Acoin because man, he just killed the Rangers back then. Uh, Jason Krog was on that roster briefly. Yeah, but he wasn't a regular. Yeah. Why? Why are you talking about who Laviolette had early in his career? Is that what this yeah. is about? Yeah. Um, oh, know, La- I could I could remember that third La- that La- that La- third La- guy La- on the fourth line. It was Steve Webb. Oh, how could you forget Steve Webb? He was a human wrecking ball. The Coliseum, the Coliseum with their chance of Steve Webb. Steve Webb. Yeah. Um, you know, I met I met him a couple of times. Once, yeah, uh, when, I was work, when I was working at Sports Authority in Riverhead, he was in there. Um, and then for Tony and I's 
fourth wedding anniversary when I met Mario Lemieux and Ron Duguay and all those guys for Clark Gilly's, um, you know, charitable foundation that night. Steve Webb was one of the guys there. Uh, very nice guy. Very, very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I was like, you were like, I'm out right now, and Mario Lemieux is here. I'm like, get the out of here right now. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I literally didn't that, believe it. I thought it was just that was like a, a prank. Again. That was like a dream. That was like a dream. It was like Ken Danico walking by, and Mike Rizzioni, and Steve Webb, Eric Cairns, and all these guys, Ron Duguay, and then fucking Mario Lemieux walks by, and my jaw just hit the floor. I'm like. Uh, I'm like, Tony, this is like uh, arguably one of the best players to play the game, if not the second best player ever. Uh, uh, I was like, I need, I need to get a picture with this guy. Uh, I was, <laughs> yeah, that was one I will, I will never forget, that's for sure. Yeah. By the way, thank goodness I stayed on past 315. I was, I was hoping to, I, I you guys should see how many uh tabs I have open in my Safari. Because I got, I was working on the article today we were talking about last night, and uh, also Philk, I have the map for the shrines, so I know where to go, and <laughs> I'm not closing that one. I am absolutely not closing that one. <laughs> and yes, I do remember this Mapletoft, the Justin Papineau. Uh, Papineau. Let's go. You guys got him from St. Louis, I think. Yeah, and the in the Chris Osgood trade, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was another one they had a little bit of expectations for. But, yeah, I remember Mapletoff. Uh, turned out to be nothing. But Isn't lost. it amazing when you can look back at rosters and see names like Alexander Karatonov? Who the hell was that? That was, that was St. Louis. Yeah, Karatonov. Yeah. He was on the 2001 Islanders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm thinking of Sasha Kavanaugh. What do you got, Anthony? So Pierre Lebrun said Pierre Lebrun said before that Laviolette's contract is believed to be like three years, a little under five mil. That's still pretty good. Yeah, no. For, listen, four four five million or you know, that's what the upper echelon coaches get. So I'm not really I'm not surprised by that. Brad is Bister in two thousand one with the New York Islanders. 79 games, 17 goals, 21 assists, 113 penalty minutes. Guy from Kazakhstan on the Rangers, is that are you talking about Nikolai Antropov? Because that's the only Kazakhstani player I can remember. Is that Nick Antropov, 2009? That's what I just said, yeah, Nikolai Antropov. Yeah. I mean, this and this guy. If you get, if you look at this roster, you look at it and go, "There's some talent," but also, like you're talking about Alexei Yashin, 75 points. Anthony, who was number two? They were two players tied for number two scoring, 2001, 2002 New York Islanders. Who I are can, they? I can tell you them. After after Alexei Yashin, after Alexei Yashin, they're both tied at 60 points. I know who they are. Um. After Yashin, I gotta assume one of them probably Mark Parrish. One Mark, okay, got um, yeah. I know who the other one is Mary Shakowsky. No, no, he's fifth. 
behind Sean Bates. And by the way, I completely forgot Marius Tchaikovsky turned in a 22-29 and 29 season. But uh, I, I, would, I would say something, but it would be a, it would be a dead giveaway. Russia, Paris, Bates. Oh, fairly Pekka? obvious one. Yeah. Pekka, yeah. 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 I was, I was just going to say, I would say a giveaway, but I, just, it, I mean, I would say something, but it would be a giveaway. But What I was your giveaway? Selkie yeah. winner that year. I was. He won the Selkie that year? Old, yeah, in 2002. Yeah, he won the Selkie. I was going to say Darcy Tucker. Yeah. It was going to go the other direction on that. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I was, like I said, I was at that game. So. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, Dick Tarnstrom, 19 points on that team. You know, um, it's funny because Dick, Dick Tarnstrom actually ended up having a massive Pittsburgh. 2004 season yeah. in Pittsburgh and yeah. led that team in scoring. Yeah. And the funny part is everybody looked at him and just said, well, he's leading. Was it that year or was it the year after? That, oh, he's leading in defenseman scoring, but he's on Mario Lemieux's power play, so of course he is. Yeah, but Lemieux really didn't play much in 04. Yeah. He missed time. It was 03 that Mario Lemieux had that, that crazy reaper. Well, 001 when he came back, that those 43 games, he had like 74 points or something. It was stupid. He was on pace for like 140 points playing with Yager again. And then Yager left in the deal to Washington 02. And mm-hmm. both Lemieux barely played that year. Um, and then 03. Lemieux came back and he was playing with Kovalov until the deadline. Kovalov and Morozov. And Lemieux had like 91 or 93 points in like 67 games. Just under 30 goals, I believe. Yeah. So, yes, he was, Stephen. He was he was drafted by the Rangers, but I don't think he's really going to do anything at the NHL level. So, But, yeah. So Anthony, what's your what's your thoughts on Laviolette to the Rangers? I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised at all. The only thing I'm surprised about is why it took so long. Because I mean, you, I, I thought he was kind of the obvious choice, um, and it just took a lot longer than I thought. So, um, you know, to me, that just maybe spells that they really did their homework on Hines, and maybe they were doing some homework on. Quenville and trying to talk to some connected people and act and you know see if they felt that you know he would get reinstated and what the chances were and maybe they got you know bad intel on that uh, that he wouldn't or they just didn't want to wait any longer. Um, but I am just I am puzzled it took so long. I feel like this was a you know hire that could have been made two weeks ago. Um, but nonetheless, he you know he's the head coach now. Um, you know, good coach, Stanley Cup Finals uh, trips, multiple Cup winner. Um, you know, I would say one of the you know best coaches in recent memory. Um, you know, I, I think he he obviously gels with veterans. I think you know he also works fairly well with young guys too. So I, I think he's the I think he's the right hire. Now the only question is is you know um, how the players in the locker room respond to him. You know what his vision is for the system and how he wants the team to play. Uh, and I'm sure that will all be answered, you know, throughout the course of the offseason when they actually have their roster in place. But um, overall, good hire. Um, again, great coach. And, you know, I think the Rangers didn't overthink it here and they made the right choice. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is they didn't overthink it. But um, I, I saw 
something from Elliot Freeman and said uh, where, you know, the Rangers, it feels like they kind of drew, kind of took his time with it because, you know, this is one of the biggest, you know, probably the biggest choice of Chris Drury's career to this point. So, I mean, you got to look at it that way. Um, definitely. I, I mean, this is, this move is going to work out one of two ways. It's going to make Chris Drury look like a genius if he wins the Stanley Cup. Or if it doesn't work out, it's going to be it's going to be the last coaching decision Drury's made, and he's not going to be around yep. to see the next coach pick. Um, the thing is, is I always talked about with another thing that I always talked about with um, hiring a rookie head coach in this situation is it hurts Drury if he hires a complete wild card or a rookie coach and they don't win because then the other teams that would possibly be looking at hiring him afterwards have to take a look at that and say, what was his thought process in hiring a wild card when trying to win now with that type of team? And do we really want to bring someone along that makes risky moves like that in situations like that? Uh, To me, I I, I just don't think enough fans really put a lot of thought into it. And yeah, and you know what you're saying? Okay, Laviolette has a shelf life though. Every coach has a shelf life. Every coach, yes. Every coach. His shelf life though, it tends to be four to five years over Pete DeBoer, three to maybe four. And Gerard Gallant, two and a half to three. So. Oh, by the way, who called that every single time I talked to him? I got to credit uh, Steven on that. Stat boy Steven said he's never coached the same team three years in a row. Uh, Columbus. He had three and a half years with Columbus. That was his first stint. And how successful were they? They weren't good. So. Um, how about this, though, for a black guy, if you want to say something on, on LaViolette, that he won the Stanley Cup in 2006. The 06-07 Canes missed the playoffs the following year. Can you guys name the only other team since uh, – let me just make sure I have that number right. The only other cup winner since 1970 to win the cup and then miss the playoffs. Win the cup and then between that time, the playoffs. Um, Jacques Lemaire. You got you. Yeah. You got it. I just want you to say the team. 1995 New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Yeah, the nine. Yeah, the ninety-five Devils won the cup and then missed the playoffs the following year in ninety-five, yeah. ninety-six. And then they made it in ninety-seven and lost to the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. And I think they won the President's Trophy that year. What? So talk about that as a roller coaster. That's more of a roller coaster than uh, the Rangers ninety-two to ninety-four. Who who won the President's Trophy one year? Ninety-seven, I think. No, the ninety-seven President's Trophy, I believe, was the um, oh Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche that year. Yeah, but the Devils were the number one seed in the East. Yeah, they were the they were the one seed in the. Were they the one seed? No, I think the were the Flyers the one seed in the East. I think that year, I think the Flyers were the one seed in the East, and the the Avalanche were the one seed in the West. My apologies, everybody. I'm doing this off of memory, but the Devils. But you're talking about they the Devils went from Cup out of the playoffs and then massive amount of success post Doug Gilmore because they added that's the year they added him. Yeah. Um, no, they did finish. Or, no, they finished second in the. Uh, 
overall standings? Hold on. No, the the Devils won the division by one point, and they yeah. won they won the East by one point. They were the the only two teams with hundred points were the Devils and the Flyers, one hundred four and one hundred three. So no, you had it right. And Colorado okay. had one hundred seven. Dallas had one hundred four as well. Uh, do, do you know if um keep keeping keep in mind if if Vegas wins the cup tonight uh. The buyout window opens um, on what's today uh, Thursday, 40, 48 hours after the end of the final, or June fifteenth, whichever happens later. The buyout window opens, and the off season has officially so, begun. You, well, you want to speak about that? So, I got this in a DM from one of our viewers on Twitter. Uh, one of our viewers DM me on Twitter about this. So the way that Barkley Goodrow's buyout is structured is actually very interesting. Um, so if they were to buy him out, um, they would get these next two seasons uh, a cap credit of 200000 and then a cap hit of 100000 the following season. And then the third season would be a, a dead cap hit of 1.15 million. The fourth would be a dead cap hit of 3.65 million. And then the following four years after that would be 1.258, uh, $1,258,333. So that's, that's the buyout there. I still can't. Yeah, so, if they, but... so if they buy if they buy him out, you're saying they say they save three point eight million next season. They buy him out. Three, yeah, basically, yeah, they get a cap credit. Yeah, I, I've ne- I've never really seen that before, and I have, the, and I'm looking at the picture of like the buyout calculator of uh, from Cap Friendly right now. Yeah, and it I have it on my phone. Yeah, a cap credit. Yeah, it's it's. That's interesting. So the way that Drury structured that deal to have that buyout like that, that's actually pretty smart. So maybe Barkley Goodrow is a buyout option for the New York Rangers. It, it, it wouldn't yeah. be a great look, but I mean, they're tied well, on cap, and if they can clear three point three point eight million in cap, man, that could go a long way towards doing other things. I think I think that's. I know it could. I just don't want. I don't. I don't like the look of that. I mean, but then again, when we were discussing the possibility of Jacob Truro getting bought out, and those numbers I, looked I, a lot more. I don't think yeah. that that's happening. That's not. We just. I, we just. We just looked at the thing on cap friendly. That's not. That's not. Yeah, we're correct. What. This comment yeah. is not correct. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, sorry, David. That's not correct at all. They it's say three point eight. Yeah, year. it's a negative cap hit, which means they get a. He, this this comment is really okay. So it's a negative cap hit. So, no, so they get a cap credit. That's what that minus is. It's a cap credit. Yeah, that that well, that what that's saying is out of his salary, only two hundred thousand of it is counting towards the cap this year. No, the rest you not. save. Yeah, it's, it's not the case. 
because if they would have said it would have said dead cap hit and then it would have said two hundred thousand next to it, but it's minus two hundred thousand, so it's a cap credit. So, David, so so am I. I'll I'll, I'll show you what. Yeah, David is looking at the cap hit, not the cap savings. This is definitely the case because I'm looking at the picture literally right now, and that's. That's what he's Jacob Truba's buyout is not a good one. Um, this year it would only be two point basically two million two hundred twenty two thousand two hundred twenty two dollars would go against the cap. Then the next year it goes up to four million two hundred twenty two thousand two hundred twenty two for the following two seasons, and then it goes back down for the next three to two hundred uh, two thousand. $222,222. And of course, Jamie, by the way, Mark Messier is trending Jamie on Twitter. Lewis is not a fan. Let it go, people. Yeah. Jay Lewis is saying it's a shame they can't find a taker for the fake uh, Panarin or when he wants to, oh, when he wants to give an interview. Yeah. See, I don't know how to feel about those things sometimes uh, because Carlos Beltran needs to talk about how sometimes guys just aren't confident, but I think I know what Jay's going at with this. When he doesn't want to say anything, he suddenly doesn't command English well. No, I kind of I kind of agree with Jay. He, he's He's been in the country for a while now. Make, make an effort to speak English. Like, don't hide. Like, and also Mike's following this up. You know, Igor does, you know, uh, media availability in English sometimes. Tarasenko, Il- I mean, Ilya Sorokin does English, um, you know, media availabilities after games, and he's only been here, you know, you know two, three years now. Panarin's been here a long time, and the guy doesn't speak English to the. It's. I think it's. I. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I, I don't yeah, like it. You know what? Make, the, only, the only thing I will say is that it's when like things aren't going well is when he doesn't want to do it, and when things are going well he's okay with doing it so um yeah i can tell you right now it, it, it's he I, I i we've seen him on instagram and other social media platforms speaking perfect english he, he, he could speak english just fine so um i that's a that's my only problem with it like don't not speak and say that you can't speak english just because you don't want to answer the tough questions after the bad losses. Mm-hmm. But um, I will, I, I do have to go back to work. So I'm going to get going. I will talk to you guys later. Everybody enjoy Peter Laviolette. See you later, uh, and we'll, we'll do more about the, uh, the draft coming up and stuff like that. We'll, we'll Phil, figure just, just before you come, you, you go off. How many times do you think I mispronounced uh, Laviolette's name today? It was six. Okay, I think the last one was six. I think that was the last count. But and nope, I just lost the light. So I got to charge those for tomorrow's show because we're going to be doing the, uh, the show tomorrow night. Uh, this is right. sort of just a special one. We just jumped on. Phil, take it easy. We'll see you later. Take care, everybody. All right. And Anthony, right back. And that's why we wanted to remind you, show tomorrow night. 41 of you are still watching us right now. And... 
and Anthony is right now doing his uh, his uh, StreamYard tutorial for <laughs> he finds out everything you need to know about the program. You know what I, I realized when I was at uh, work before, um, and it could be useful to maybe getting more viewers and whatnot. But I was watching on Twitter, and um, you could you could make a comment, but I don't think it comes up on here as you seeing it. Um, really? All right. So, yeah, because I did. I made a comment. You didn't see any comments from me pop up on Twitter early in your broadcast. Right? I don't think so. No, I don't. I, think I, so. I don't yeah, so yeah, it yeah. doesn't. You don't. You don't get it. You don't get it on here. Um, so it I used to happen all the time. <clears throat> so if we get more more people view watching via Twitter, um, I think that will only increase the amount of people we have that watch our shows while we're doing it. And also too, um, I played around on Instagram. Uh, you could you could watch. I was able to watch you on Instagram too. But uh, again, same thing with with making a comment. I didn't see any way. F- I didn't see any um, avenue for me to make a comment on Instagram that you could see live while you're while you're doing it. Um, you try to figure out something where we could see comments from all platforms of people watching. It's it's something that we're always I'm always trying to look for and trying to figure out the uh, the there's a, I think called not Cyber Duck that was a different thing. There's a uh, there's a program that does that on there that will relay this over, but they're only going to do it long ways. So I'd have to figure out how to do uh, I would have to figure out how to do it uh, landscape because that's the format I YouTube mean, and all the rest of them worth, use. It's it's worth it's worth it um, to, you know, to look into that. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I got to head out too. I got to get my daughter off the bus uh, in a couple of minutes. So. Um, yes. Good job holding the fort down. Good job holding the fort down by yourself there for a while. I'll give you credit. Good job. Uh, Good job coming on with a cameo. Next, next time. Yeah. Next next time, pronounce your coach's name right. Okay. You got to. I, I got it. I think hard. I got it down. I think I, my problem was I think when Love I was younger, up. I used to call him Lavoliet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take it easy. Ed. All right. Um, yeah. I'll see you. I'll talk. I'll talk to you soon. By the way, get get me some more info. You said you. I will get, get you some more info, info as soon as possible. As soon as you're, possible. You're killing me here. <laughs> Kill me. All right. Absolutely. I'll talk to you later. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye. Uh, how many is it, years is it for Laviolette? It's three. I love. I love some of these. Patrick Laviolette. 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 Peter LaViolet, La Corvette. And I know Anthony went off, but I got that right there. And I'm just going to just move him on. That would be a good one. Uh, Steven's saying, I'm sad we missed out on all the Heinz puns. We could add uh, uh, the Heinz postgame interview 2020, hindsight, Heinz catch up. Yeah, whoever he is, hope he doesn't blow two nothing series leads where you trounce the other team. Matt Cohn, hey, uh, I'm okay with this hire. By the way, welcome to the show. This is the first time I'm seeing you. Uh, I'm okay with this hire. It's not my first choice. Hopefully, they get they give him more rope than two seasons. It'll be interesting to see the Rangers actually make offensive and defensive adjustments. That's the biggest problem. They they did not make adjustments. 
And at times, uh, at times Gallant did, at times they don't. This is the reason why I think I'm behind you on that, Stephen. Uh, if they buy out Goudreau, the Rangers will go 15 straight seasons with cap penalties on their books. I, I don't think you can exist buying out guys all the time. Chris, I would love for that to even remotely be true, but I think that, and I know they're high on them, but the Rangers don't have the cap space for both Besser and Garland. I don't think, I think that would be off the top of my head. I think that's $11 million. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to get on that right now because, Oh, sorry. Steven corrects out of 14. So even though my lighting went down, I think the lighting is a little bit better, but now you can clearly see what's right behind me. If you blow that up. I do think Ottman is going to be a very good contributor next year. Uh, yeah, but it's unfortunately, it's I don't think you're going to be able to dump those shows like Panarin and Truba in the playoffs. Uh, that'll aid cast base. Yeah, but the problem is, and again, one guy that needs to get some blame out of this is Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon signed those two contracts. You saddled the Rangers with... Uh, $19.5 million worth of salary. And look, you're getting uh, 90 point productions out of Panarin, but Truba has been far from the number one defenseman everybody thought he was going to be. Warren, how you doing? All right. And I got four more minutes, guys. So I'm going to go four more minutes and that's it. It's great. I actually said I'll go to 315 and then I end up with Phil and Anthony coming on. The part of the hockey Triforce. Speaking about which, I am... I'm going to have to, I guess, postpone the rest of this article because I'm going to be talking about players that teams gave up on. Stay tuned for that. That should come out, I don't think, any later than Friday. Um, maybe Saturday at the latest. Just buy out both, maybe. Yeah, also, but Jay, I think one thing to also remember is some players, and I'm just I'm just saying this as a defense. I do know when that Panarin does stuff like this. But... Um, <laughs> I saw Steven's comment right below that. So I had to laugh. I think one of the things is that some players don't feel comfortable if they're asked a tough question. That's why you should always have an interpreter next to him. Anyway, Carlos Beltran fought for this in baseball for years. And now that's the norm. And I can't really say much because by one of my favorite players over the last 25 years is Ichiro. Ichiro never spoke English. He talked. He had an interpreter with him the entire time. Um, but Igor has no issues with the media. And also, you, you can't just say Russian guy, Russian guy. They're both the same thing as far as how they figure it out. I've worked in restaurants for years. Uh, and never mind, I'm gonna, I could bring up the New York Mets again. Ray Ardonia's not good with English whatsoever. And Edgardo Alfonso, totally fluent, no, barely any accent. I was about to say no accent, barely any accent. Um, so it's hard to tell sometimes the learning abilities of both people. Uh, Steven is saying, Mark Messier is trending because some kid in his mom's basement keeps pretending he has a source saying Messier was interviewed. And no, he wasn't because, no, that's Jim Dolan trying to say Messier. Drury was definitely not up for that. And by the way, um, Mark Messier, if he was signed... By the Rangers, think you think he listened to Drury, the president of the team. Uh, Az is saying, "I would, uh, I what I do not like about Panarin is that he's going into the offensive zone. But look, 
pass uh, to the trailer or turnover. Yeah. All equals turnover, I should say. But there was a guy that did the button hook a lot. His name was Wayne Gretzky. So. Babcock is going to Columbus. Uh, who will take Ramsey's spot? I think Ramsey, if if we have to know the trainer's name, it's either because he's really good or he's really bad. Uh, I would like to see Hank as an assistant goalie coach. Uh, uh, that's definitely not happening. Uh, maybe later on in years. But Hank has got TV down. Uh, he has been amazing on that. <laughs> Mark's light goes out in more ways than one. <laughs> And yeah, Hank is killing it on TV. Um, I'm just going to jump ahead. I'm going to see if I can get to. <laughs> hey, Scotty, how you doing? <laughs> um, I don't think the Rangers can afford Tom Wilson. Uh, and I, was, I don't know if I want to take a chance on Tom Wilson. I don't, I don't know if he's starting to uh, break down. That's another thing. We'll see about that one. All right. Uh, who started the Rangers? Uh, we're going to, uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody in their parents' basement again. Fortunately, I'm not in my parents' basement. They're 70 years old and in Arizona, so I don't have to worry about that. All right, everybody, I'm going to kick off the music right now, start this up, and uh, get ready to go. This was a special uh, uh, stream today. It was only supposed to go an hour, so we're at 2 o'clock right now. And um, I'm going to have to figure out something for draft coverage or draft coverage uh, because we're definitely going to be talking about the draft. Uh, hopefully, uh, Stephen, I'll talk to you about that. And because uh, we're going to have some draft questions coming up. Yes, but fast going back to the Rangers, it could happen, but I don't know about that. Zach Jones for Jack Drury would be good for both teams. I will say this. Well, I mean, Jay Lewis, you remember, um, uh, there's, uh, as I'm getting distracted over here, uh, yeah, I mean, Ken Jernander was the same thing for a while with the Rangers. You got those quadruple A players. They just, they come up, they do something, and then that's it. By the way, everybody, don't forget your friend's birthday. It's like uh, May 29th when uh, my buddy Scott was around. But I've been forgetful as of late. So don't be doing that. Everybody, once again, thank thank you. very. And uh, hold on. I don't know if Lava Coffee or, uh, and, and Kako are duds. Uh, get what you can for them. Kako, I had to believe 100 mile an hour practice shot. Get fairly hits the net on game nights. Okay, but then again, uh, the article I'm working on right now, Chris, I will probably tag you in, in the post for it because there's been cases, plenty of them, of guys that gave up on someone too early and then they flourish elsewhere. The first name on the list, don't look any further than last year, Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc went from... Uh, pretty much a bust in three years, but a little bit of, he had injury issues. And then, then, and Rangers gave up on Duclair. Rangers gave, well, Rangers didn't give up on Brett Howden. and Brett Howden should, they should have given up on. But you, you never know what these guys are going to do to develop. And, but I think one reason why the Rangers gave up on Duclair is because they were high on, um, 
they were high on uh, uh, Bushnevich at the time. So yeah, it's it's a good question. I understand what you're saying, and you're not wrong because the jury's still out. We're gonna find out about that very soon. But once again, everybody, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget the weekly show is tomorrow night. It's usually at like uh, 5.45. I put down 6 just in case. Um, but you could always catch up to us. And uh, there's, there's going to be Stanley Cup Finals talk. Does Vegas raise the cup tonight and the offseason begin? We'll see about that one. And uh, there's a whole lot of things that we're going to be talking about. The Columbus Blue Jackets making a lot of moves. I mean... That's something perplexing to me. But um, the scouting sucking whole organization thought Nemeth and other scrubs like Blackwell were NHL players. By the way, Jay, thank you, because uh, I still don't understand why Colin Blackwell was still a thing. But anyway, everybody, got to listen to my cousin Phil and his old song, God Rest His Soul, passed away in 2011. And uh, we're going to be going bye-bye, and we will see you tomorrow night.